Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan. Take care of our body so that we can pray longer, so that we can read, you know, the Word. All of it takes, it takes energy that, frankly, a lot of us don't have, but, you know, he, he, he bought your spirit and your body with a heavy price on the cross. And like he told Moses, who, who, made, the, who made the mouth, you know? Who made you? We're all, we're all made out of the same thing. We all bleed. We all have tissue, flesh, and bones. You know, there's nothing that, that we can't change through Christ. So think about that. But anyhow, he forgot. We don't know why. And he put his trust in man. Now, that's what always happens. When we take our eyes off the Lord, we, it, when we take our eyes off the Lord, man becomes a bigger savior than Jesus to us. That's, that's what happened. Man becomes, you know, we're birthed into this world. We're taken care of and coddled and blessed as we should be by moms and dads or whoever. If we're lucky enough, blessed enough. People take care of you. There's good people in the world. Sinners, but good people. And, uh, you know, you come to Christ and it's just like we walk by faith now, not by sight, not by who's coddling us and who's taking care of us. It's Christ. It's all about God now. And it's by faith. And the flesh wants to revert back to just being, being coddled by mankind, whoever. I go to family when I have problems. I go to my friends when I have problems. I go to doctors and nurses and psychologists and, and whoever for help. And, 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 and all I'm saying is God is our help. Not that those... Things are bad in and of themselves. But Asa did not even consider God in the equation of the invasion. That can be a rap, I guess. It sounded, it rhymed. What was that? Write that down, honey. Put that on there. <laughs> he did not equate the Lord, uh, the equation in the invasion. We've been invaded by Satan. And we need to equate God in the problem. Because Satan has no, nothing on God. And so, in Psalm 146, you can write it down, verse 3 through 7. The psalmist says, Do not put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man, in whom there is no help. You see how many people are all goo-goo-gaga over the royals and Hollywood and pop stars. Oh, Man, they're lost, man. They need the message you have, my dear Christian brother and sister. They need Jesus, you know? Do not put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs. He returns to his earth. And that day, his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope 
is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. Put your trust in God. I would say in those 20 years, he probably got complacent. I mean, to not have a battle in 20 years. No wars. Do we really need a problem-free life? Really? Is that what we want, heaven on earth? There will be a day when our swords will be turned into plows, but that day is not today. Jesus said to the disciples, sell what you have and buy a sword. And they said to the Lord, Lord, we have two. He goes, that'll do. This world, we're going to have tribulation. We're not in heaven yet. We're going to have adversity. We're going to have trials. We're going to have problems. May God help us not to be afraid of them. It's adversity that keeps us on our toes. 20 years of no war? Look what happened. The most faithful guy forgot how amazing God was and how able God was because there just was an adversity in his life. In James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you've fallen to various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. It's through trials that we become strong in our faith if we look to God. Faith that isn't tried isn't legit faith, guys. But yet the Lord, when he taught the disciples how to pray, he said, Lord, you know, lead me not into testings is the word. Testing. God tests the heart. He doesn't tempt us. He tests the heart. Jesus said we should pray that. Lord, test me not. In other words, how about we just stay on our knees in prayer daily so that you don't have to send a storm to remind me how awesome you are. I just know you're awesome today. And there are some Christians that are just getting sandblasted by storms because God's trying to wake them up lovingly. Wake up, snap out of it. You don't seek me no more. You don't read your Bible no more. Check out, check out this storm and that storm and this storm and that's adversity. You don't read the Bible. You don't pray. You don't go to church. And that Christian's like, oh, life is so crazy. It all is against me. No, God's against you. Your father's trying to wake you up. We can't forget what God has done in our life. We are the most forgetful people. I mean, I want to make it like a daily thing that I meditate on the fruits of the Spirit. Because if there's anything that this Christian forgets a lot, it's the fruits of the Spirit. It's like I act like I've never read them before sometimes. Does that make sense to you, or am I the only sinner in the room? Yeah, what was the first one again? Like, right? The fruits of the Spirit is like, like, no, love, love. Joy, peace. That's what I want to look like. 
And I need to read it often to remember. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, Moses told the Israelites, Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. Don't forget what God has done. Don't forget His Word. Keep yourself with all diligence, right? The Bible says, for out of your heart uh, spring forth the issues of life. You have to be diligent to take care of you. I mean, all of the responsibility that God gives us. Oh my goodness, I didn't know. I thought I can just sail through this and just come. No, no, no. God's watching. Oh, you don't pick, you don't, you don't dust this thing off and use it. Well, I don't understand it. And you never will until you start reading it. I don't know how to pray. And you never will until you start praying. Well, I don't like praying around a, 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 other people. And you never will until you start praying in front of people. Well, I'm shy. I don't like, it's hard for me to fellowship with people. because, And you'll never get better at fellowshipping with others unless you do it. God came to change us. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be different. And I think that's why Paul said, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. The moment we stop, man, we become so forgetful. What am I? Who am I? Where am I? Don't forget who you are. I mean, it's all over the Bible. Don't forget who you are. It's all over the Bible. Don't forget what you've seen. Don't forget what you were taught. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 through 25, it's the, it's the verses of the pandemic. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Verse 7. And at that time, Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand. That must have been news for him. The Assyrians. God was, could have given him the Assyrians, into his hands. He's over there asking them for help, and, he's, and, the, and the prophet's telling them, because you relied on them, they've escaped your hand. It's almost like, you know, what could have been. And we don't want to live our lives on this side of heaven and wonder what could have been. What God might have done had we put our full trust in him. What he would have done in our lives had we done so. The Bible says, do not limit the Holy One of Israel. Don't limit God with doubt and disobedience and, and forgetfulness. Press into the Lord. Get close to him. Draw close to him. Seek him. I mean, he wants to blow our minds. Verse 8, 
Were the Ethiopians and the Lubim not a huge army with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because you relied on the Lord, listen to this, He delivered them into your hand. Why? Because they relied on the Lord. There is a blessing to relying on the Lord. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. That's one of the most beautiful verses in the entire Bible that I knew long before I ever read First and Second Chronicles. That verse has been around. It's famous because it's true. It's famous because it brings comfort and hope to people. Think about it, that God's eyes, God's eyes, right here, right now, God's eyes are going to and fro. He's scanning the earth with his eyes throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. God wants to show himself strong on behalf of you, on behalf of me. But you have to have spiritual eyes to see it. You have to have a soft heart to believe it and to receive it. People have hardened their hearts to the reality of what God can do. They've lost confidence. And God, through the prophet, is telling King Asa, don't you know that God's eyes are scanning the world to see who, whose heart is towards him so that he can show himself strong? All he had to do was cry out. In Jeremiah 33, uh, 33, it says, call, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Jesus said in John 14, 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it's when Paul asked to be healed of the thorn in his flesh, and God said a no three times, and said stop asking. This is what God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, Paul says, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. <sighs> he loves to show himself strong in weak men and women. And all of us, the Bible says, at our best is but a vapor. We're not strong at all. God is our strength. We have good days and bad days. We feel strong. We feel strong some days. Oh, like just, but in reality, are we really that strong? No, we're in the, we are so fragile. God is our strength. God is our strength. And he wants to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Trust in him and see what he'll do. God is in the business of blowing our minds. Eye has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. In this you have done foolishly, therefore from now on you shall have wars. Then Asa was angry with the seer and put him in prison, for he was enraged at him because of this, and Asa oppressed some of the people at that time. So there's the turning. How do you, how do you fall from so much grace? But he did. The Bible says, foolish is he who thinks he stands, lest he falls, right? The Bible says that. 
We need God every moment of our lives to stand and to be faithful to him. The Bible says that he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. I don't trust my heart. I trust God. I trust the Holy Spirit in me. But in my flesh, nothing good dwells. I am desperately being led by our shepherd. And so are you. So are you. And we can become delusioned spiritually when God does great things in our life that somehow we don't have to depend on him as much. That we don't really have to go seek him in prayer like we used to. We're not struggling anymore. Things are good. The Bible warns us, right? When riches increase, don't set your heart on them. Don't trust in the strength of a man's leg or a horse or chariots. Don't just trust in the Lord. My prayer is like, Lord, whatever you need to do to keep me faithful to you until I die, please do it to me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, the Bible says. Just give me what food I'm allotted. Don't give me too much that I forget about you. Don't give me too little that I rob you and profane your, your name. I, you know, send me storms that I need from time to time to wake me up. But please, please, never get to the point where one of your prophets is speaking truth and we say, put him in jail. Which is, which is going to happen to a lot of pastors in America, I believe, one day, if the Lord should tarry. Because I ain't stopping, and we ain't shutting this door, these doors, so help me God. We're going to keep it open because Jesus says so. But yeah, note that the acts of Asa, first and last, are indeed written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And in the 39th year of his reign, Asa became diseased in his feet, and his malady was severe. Yet in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. This is not a knock on the medical field. All right? It's not like, oh, if you see a doctor, you don't trust in God. What it's speaking of here with Asa is he's so gone that he doesn't equate God in his physical mal malady. It's just not, like God's not even an equation. God's in the equation of everything, you know? I bump my, I stub my toe, I hit my head, I, something happens, I'm like, oh, that's the devil. It's one of his minions tripping me or something. You know, it's like that's how I am. Like I, I'm glad I'm that way. I pray. I pray. I, I over spiritualize everything, and everything's just like, you know, I'm in this battle. You know, for the cosmos, which we are. But when we end up in the urgent care, shouldn't we say a prayer to the Lord to direct us and guide us? You know, when he paid that other king to come in and save him. I bet you he, I bet you he probably prayed, Lord, give him the victory over the Israelites. That's just my thought. It's not scripture. Don't hold me to it. I'm just telling you, perhaps he prayed. 
took your money, God, and I hired this mercenary to protect your people. And that's not how God works. I wonder how many people, and I know a lot of people, and I don't want to condemn people or anything, but how many people were just like, sought the Lord in their own way as they stayed away from God's house for like two years. I'm not saying they stopped praying and seeking God. But one day it clicked to many people, I need, we need to get back. I need to get back to God's house. This is ridiculous. Absolutely it was ridiculous. And join us on Saturday for a prophecy update that I'm going to take a swing at. Pray for me. But we're living in deceiving times. And we need to pray through everything so that we're not deceived. There are some devils out there out in the open. They say the biggest problem for humanity is overpopulation. And if we get better in our medicines, if we get better medically, we can limit the human population. That is so Hitlerish, I don't even, in plain sight in our face. And the world is eating it up like it's the most delicious sense-making <laughs> words that ever came out of a person's mouth. Because God has already begun, begun judgment on this planet, I believe, in giving people a debased mind. People are lost, man, and Jesus is the only hope. And I'm excited that we're on his team. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We pray that you would just have your way with us, Lord, and help us to be a people that looks to you in all things and that your word is our gauge, our compass, our lighthouse for living, Lord. All that we need for life and godliness is found in you. But you said that all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life is fading away. It's perishing. But he who trusts in you shall abide forever. That's who we want to be, Lord. Help us to have discernment in these times. We pray for our church to be all that you want it to be. It's your church. It's your bride. We are your, the sheep of your pasture. And we pray that you would just continue to guide us through to green pastures and still waters. In the midst of all of this, give us a, a sweet table in the presence of our enemies, Lord. And we just pray for your return, Jesus, that you would uh, just come and, and, and that we would be ready as a church. And uh, as all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who would like to get saved tonight, you've never given Jesus your life, but tonight God has spoken to your heart and you feel con convinced and convicted, that you've done wrong against God, but tonight you want to make it right. Just raise your hand and I can lead you in a prayer.
to ask God to forgive you. Anybody else? You know, Jesus said that men will be judged by their words. Their words. Whether with their mouth they deny him or accept him. That's why we say it out loud. Because we're proud of it. We don't care who hears it anymore. We've been living for the devil for so long, giving them our energy, our time, our money, our life, our, our joy, our peace. We've given that to the devil. We're over it. We want to give our lives to Jesus. Find life in that much more abundant and time of refreshment. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.